Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back once again with another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering the Houston Texans every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis, along my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, it's Friday, and we will be joined by Brandon K. Scott of 610. Happy to have him back in the next segment. And to discuss the Houston Texans in the last couple of weeks, releases, and uh, play around a little bit of the idea of the future for Houston as well. And that's something we're going to discuss as well before we actually uh, get to Brandon Scott. But I'm happy to be back with you guys today on this Friday. Did you check out Houston's uh, latest YouTube page post? Um, if you go on YouTube right now, it is listed under Houston Texans, let's get to work building the Texans. And uh was listening to 16 Sports Radio uh, yesterday and uh, listening to Seth Payne. And that made a good point. You're not building the Texans. That's what Charlie Kessley and uh, Bob McNair, Rick Smith, who, you know, made the – at the time, franchise-saving quarterback trade up to draft Deshaun Watson, and we see where they are right now. Uh, but those are the guys that built the Texans. But what Nick Casario, David Culley, and uh, Cal McNair is doing right now, they are rebuilding what Bob built simply because of the, of the last 24 months, how much the Houston Texans have deteriorated over the last couple of months, Cody. But it's funny. I think you guys should go watch it. Again, it's on YouTube. Uh, let's get to work building the Texans. It was an awkward exchange between Cal McNair and David Cully. It was really weird. I was like, what's going on here? Are you going to shake his hand? Are you going to give him a dab because of Corona? Are you going to hug him? I didn't know. Just Cal McNair is one of those awkward guys, I guess. But I do want to move on to uh, a theory that came about. Um, I think it's very important to understand where the state of Texas is right now with both professional teams' quarterbacks. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was asked about Deshaun Watson, and Ramsey said of Watson, I highly doubt he'll suit up for the Texans in the Texans' uniform again. He's extremely serious. Ramsey's position might not be just speculation. Uh, he's represented by the same agent of Deshaun Watson, Devin Malagetta, and also remember Ramsey forced his way out of a team with Jacksonville. So let's talk for a moment, okay? So the other day, the Arizona Cardinals owner, Michael Bidwell, said on Sirius XM NFL on what he expected the coming days and week would be like. He went on to say that I think there's going to be a seismic shift in talent across the NFL. There are going to be a bunch of surprises for people in a few weeks when everybody has to get under the cap. Okay, so I get contacted from a source. And the following information was disclosed to me privately with, you know, the blessing to be able to speak on this. A private plane was flew from Addison, Texas to Scottsville, Arizona, and then returned back to Addison, Texas. Why is this significant? Well, because that plane was carrying Kyler Murray, his mother, Missy, and his father, Kevin Murray, uh, amongst others. Okay, so who really cares about that? He's just going home, maybe. But that really wouldn't be news if not the Cowboys hadn't paid for that trip. That was reported to me. The Cowboys and Dak Prescott have yet to reach a deal and does it seem like they're going to. If they would have, they would have gotten it done last year. 
And I would say even more to after the season ended, if not during the season when they saw how much they needed Dak Prescott. So they clearly don't believe in him as the future of their quarterback. They haven't reached a deal. Here's a situation in Houston where you have a disgruntled star QB as well. What are the chances of a three-team trade? Where you send Watson to Arizona, Kyler to Dallas, where he'd be back home with Bedford, Texas, being right up the road for a Texan to drive, and that comes to Houston. And I also think that is a prototype, prototypical Houston style of quarterback, especially with uh, his off-the-field presence or lack thereof. And Houston would also get some picks along with that trade, of course. I think picks will also be compensated maybe to each team. But, Cody and listeners, what I'm getting at is I don't believe Houston has not taken calls. I don't believe Dallas really believes in Dak Prescott. I believe we know that. And I think Watson does want to be with DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt again. That's the only reason why I believe J.J. Watt decided to go to Arizona because there is a chance of a possible trade to get Deshaun Watson to go play with his boys again with a much better defense, and they be able to do some amazing things with an offense with Cliff Kingsbury running the show. You bring Dak to Houston where him and Robert Prince will be able, I'm sorry, him and Pep Hamilton can work together, establish a, a relationship, and maybe he'd be able to do things for Dak Prescott that wasn't uh, able to get worked on in Dallas. We saw what he was able to do with Hebert last year. Maybe he can fix some of Dak's mechanics. And Collar back in Texas would be an amazing marketing point. They do numbers in that Dallas Cowboys stadium. And a Murray on a Cowboy jersey would do numbers. So it makes sense for all three parties. To the point, it makes too much sense. When you take a look at all three of these teams, all three of these teams are in the positive when it comes to how much money they have to spend this offseason. But it makes sense why they will make this move. First and foremost, for the Dallas Cowboys, they have a little over $20 million to spend. But Dak Prescott alone, if he get franchise tag, he's going to take majority, if not all of that. If I'm not mistaken, I believe his franchise tag is worth somewhere between 32 to 35 million just for one season. And we know in Dallas, nine times out of 10, their main priority is to fix that offensive line because not only do they have a quarterback that they need to protect, they also have one of the best running backs in Ezekiel Elliott who needs a productive offensive line to get back to the player that we thought he was going to be when he came out of college. When you look at the Arizona Cardinals, look, you might as well start calling them the Arizona Texans. And we know how close Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and J.J. Watt have been. There is a reason why J.J. Watt decided to sign with the Arizona Cardinals. Maybe he knows something that we all don't know or we are starting to find out. And then for the Houston Texans, look, you lose to Sean Watson, arguably the best, second-best quarterback, no lower than third-best quarterback in the league. You replace him for Dak Prescott on a one-year prove-it deal. You go from having, let's say, for the sake of argument, the second-best quarterback to, what, the seventh, possibly no lower than the eighth-best quarterback in the league. Then you also got to take into consideration that you still got Brandon Cooks. You still got Randall Cobb. You still got Isaiah Coulter. You still have a pretty solid offensive line that's nine times out of ten is going to get better when you take a look at the moves that they made by releasing Nick Martin. This makes too much sense when you break it down, when you talk about stuff that's going on off the field and on the field at the same time. John, let me ask you this one question, and then we're going to move on to Brandon Scott. If this deal was to go down from a scale of 1 to 10, 
how happy would you be for this deal for the Houston Texans? Me personally, I would say I would be at a six because at the end of the day, look, the Texans, they're losing the best talent in this three-team trade. You don't know how Dak Prescott is going to come back from that brutal ankle injury that he had, but I'm pretty sure he's still going to be good enough to be, to solidify himself as a top 10 quarterback, but you still lose to Sean Watson. And then for the Dallas Cowboys, my God, you get Kyler Murray, who in the next two or three years, he might be in the top five best quarterbacks in the league. I would feel like this. Houston does have a good coaching staff in place. And Dak Prescott is a quarterback who has thrown for 5,000 yards and led quote-unquote, America's team to the playoffs. You know, a couple of times in his early career, he's still a winning quarterback. He still has a winning mentality. Dak still does everything he can to win the game. Is he Deshaun Watson? Not even close. But I say this, you still have a talented quarterback. So that was the information that was provided to me, and I just wanted to put that out there because I don't see an owner saying a seismic, position a shift and Deshaun Watson is not involved in that I just don't see it I don't believe that the Houston Texans are not taking calls because if they were um, they would have never moved on from Will Fuller if they really believed that they were not going to move on from Deshaun Watson uh, at some point as well so uh, it's very interesting to discuss to think about and understand what will these teams do Arizona seems to be getting ready to make a real run at the championship with the NFL Lombardi Trophy Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football being over, but you still have the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, which are all in full swing. Bet online even covers award, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet. And it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Big Ben is back in yellow and black. Is that a good move for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Get more of the news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to the Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for kicking back in with us. John Stump Sports Guy Hickman, Cody Davis, of course. Without further ado, Brandon K. Scott from 610 Radio is back with us today on this lovely Friday. Got our family back. Brandon, what's going on, brother? Man, it's just good to be back with y'all, man. Glad to be back closer to warm, back closer to normal. I just got my first COVID vaccination. Uh, my first vaccine shot yesterday. Oh, you got it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm feeling good about that, you know. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm living good, man. How y'all doing? I'm doing great, man. The snowstorm was fun for, like, 24 hours. Yeah, it went from happy to sad, like, like maybe like a Texas fan. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Some, some parallels there, bro. See that? It's a lot going on in the city of Houston. But, you know, I want to talk about this a little bit with you, Brandon. Right. Uh, in the first segment, we discussed the possibility of a three-team trade. Kyler Murray goes to Dallas. Dak Prescott comes to Houston. Deshaun Watson goes to the Arizona Cardinals. Is that something that you see is favorable for the Houston Texans? The idea alone and then the action that will come behind it when actually executing – 
uh, that trade. Do you think that's something that would work out for Houston in the future? Is that something, a route that they proceed to go down if, if it's really presenting itself? So here's my feeling on the whole idea of trading for, you know, Kyler Murray or, or any, of the, any of these ideas that involve Kyler Murray. You know, basically, ever since, ever since J.J. Watt signed with the Cardinals, there's been this idea that, oh, you know, what if the Cardinals can move Kyler Murray or if, or if the Texans can get Kyler Murray or move Deshaun Watson or all of these different scenarios that, have, that people have tried to play out. But my whole thing on it is it's the Cardinals who don't have any reason or motivation to move on from Kyler Murray at this point. And that's what makes anything like that a non-starter for them. Now, as far as the Texans, it's the best case scenario if you do end up for sure having to move Deshaun Watson, which it seems like they're going to have to end up doing more than likely sooner rather than later. If you have to do that, it's obviously best case scenario that you end up with a proven commodity, a Dak Prescott, a Kyler Murray, a guy that you already know can play some winning football for you as a quarterback, as opposed to one of these prospects in the draft, you know, somebody that you might pick or say like, you know, kicking the tires on a Sam Darnold, a younger quarterback that still has a lot to prove. If you can get a guy like, you know, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, that's obviously the most favorable, favorable scenario for the Texans. I just don't see the Cardinals having any motivation to entertain anything that involves Kyler Murray because he's, I mean, we, we obviously know how good Kyler Murray is, but the key thing with that is that he's not due this money that Dak Prescott yeah. is and that Deshaun Watson is already making. Mm-hmm. So they have, there, there's just no motivation or reason. Like it, it would actually be antithetical for the Cardinals to even entertain bringing in Deshaun, Dak, or any of these guys who either already make big money or are due big money much earlier and before Kyler's going to be due money. But what if they're just ready to win right now? I think the logic, honestly, John, I think the logic is that you is that you can win right now with Kyler Murray. You know, if 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 you're the the Cardinals and you're looking around the league and you see you see you know Josh Allen in a conference championship, you, you see Patrick Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl, you see what Cleveland's been able to do with Baker Mayfield. And you're like, well, we've got Kyler Murray. He, he should be along those lines. I, I, I feel like that the Cardinals, at least from their standpoint, believe in Kyler Murray both right now and in the future. And that's why it benefits them to have him on the rookie deal because he's a quarterback they feel like they can win with now, but don't have to pay him like that. Brandon, the last time you was on this show, we talked about Deshaun Watson. And, you know, I believe it was like three, four weeks ago, whatever. You know, at the time, we really didn't know how real these rumors were. We now have a clear indication that this man is serious. And this man's time with the Houston Texans is about 99.9% done. How do you feel about this situation now? And do you or do you not feel the Texans should still try to hold on to him? Yeah, so... I do feel like it's a, it, it's not just as simple as, to me at least, 
as because he's unhappy and because he is dug in and because he said that he'd never play for the team, that that and that alone is why you, you've got to trade him. Like, I think that that's the heart of the issue. And, and obviously they should be entertaining trades and more than likely will end up trading him. But I, I, st- I still stop at this point of you don't trade him for anything less than what you actually think you should get. Like you don't you don't just trade him for whatever is necessarily is best out there, but you don't think it's necessarily best for you. So like if it's one of these lesser deals and say like it's a Carolina deal or I know it's been out there that the Chicago Bears supposedly have some kind of Herschel Walker type of deal. But let's say whatever deal they have out there is not a Herschel Walker deal. And it's something like, you know, one of their lesser picks that's that's not premium, like what the Jets can offer or obviously what the Jags could offer if Trevor, if Trevor Lawrence was in the mix or, or what Miami could offer if they were to, you know, give the Texans their own pick back. <laughs> you know, say it's nothing like that. I don't think you just do the deal just because, just because Deshaun Watson is dug in. I think the idea, you know, the report that was out there that Nick Casario isn't taking calls and that calls are going straight to voicemail, I think all of that is ridiculous. That 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 is silly. You obviously have to entertain the deals and be ready to do a deal, you know, once that right one is there and if that right one is there. But I do stop at the point of, hey, you just got to do this because he's dug in and because he'll never play play for you again. The dude is under contract. And I'm not one of these dudes that's like, oh, you signed a contract. You got to honor the contract. That's not what I'm saying because I understand fully where Deshaun Watson is coming from. I actually kind of even lean toward his side in all of this, to be honest with you. But it is still true that he's under contract. And they, they do not, <laughs> I still believe this, they do not have to trade him. It is more than likely in their best interest to trade him because he's a great player who will command a lot. Like, I think the right deal is going to be there. And so this will be able to this will be something that they'll be able to do. But I, again, I stop short of, hey, you just got to do it just because he's mad. No, 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 I, I, I don't believe that you you do what's best for your organization. You find that right deal and you go from there. And, and, and more than likely they will. You know, this it'll, it'll be a moot point at some point, this stance that I'm taking, because the right deal will be there, and they'll ultimately end up trading Deshaun Watson. Nick Casario does has his hands full in this offseason, but so far he's done a great job. So let's get to that coming up on the other side. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost 300 
$53.99 at Advance, a big chain store. But it only costs $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Betting on the Houston Texans, which I'm sure has not worked out in your favor as of late, (laughs) but it doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to the Locked On Best Podcast, brought to you by BetOnline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. It's, it's still an interesting idea, Brandon, Cody, and listeners, because I, I think all parties need to move on. And Brandon, I mean, Brandon, you're against Arizona moving on because of the rookie contract Colin Murray is on, but again, if they are on this, we have the potential to win right now with this defense. Just added JJ. Uh, we can go out and get a quality offensive lineman in the draft, find a quality offensive lineman in the free agency, fix up those problems. We can make a real run at this. Then, you know, let's go get a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. But to move on from that conversation, Nick Casario, who's only been in town for maybe a month and a half, coming up on two months, he has taken this team – that was in the negative when we look at the cap, uh, the, the uh, upcoming cap for the offseason. The Texans were in the negative, and now they're in the positive, made some great moves, releases. And I'm also expecting him to go, go ahead and get that uh, Tyrell Adams and Farrell Brown deal signed. But what, do you, what are your thoughts right now of Nick Casario and how he's handled this offseason? I would agree with you for the most part in – him doing some some pretty good smart deals. I think the first one that we should acknowledge, or maybe one of the top ones that we should acknowledge, is the JJ Watt release. Uh, I know that was a mutual deal between you know JJ wanting to be out, him having the the you know the non guaranteed money and inflated salary and all of that. But you know there was a lot of criticism for them not getting any picks for JJ. But simply releasing him was addition by subtraction because it got him under the cap. And everything that he's done since then has been, uh, you know, consistent with that. Probably the most noteworthy one, obviously, uh, Duke Johnson was released, but the most noteworthy one is probably Nick Martin, which I think a lot of us more than likely expected Nick Martin to to be on this team and end up being the starting center on this team for better or worse and um, and, and, and not better. Uh, so, you know, that that that's where I was leaning. And so I was surprised, actually, when I saw that Nick Martin when I learned that Nick Martin would be released. And so, you know, that's, that's probably, it's, it's interesting to me that uh, that's something that we all, everyone can agree is something that they should have done. We're giving them so much, like that's the, that's the bar for the Texans right now. Like the bar is the floor, <laughs> you know, like getting rid of Nick Martin to us, an obvious move. Um, we are praising because 
you know, it's we're, we're dealing with the Texans here. So it's like, well, I'll be damned that they did something that made sense, that made that was just so obvious and sensible. Um, so I love that. And yeah, man, the only thing, the only criticism or or and I'd be interested to hear y'all th- y'all's thoughts on this as well, is like, what are we waiting on with Whitney Mercier? What are we waiting on? Why why haven't why hasn't that come down the wire yet? Yeah, I think that it will just affect them too much in the dead money category. And um, this still is a team that was injury riddled last year. Are you going to waste, just waste completely $10.2 million in the dead cap when you may still want to use them? I I, I think the reason why I like Nick Casario this year so far uh, to get back to the point of Whitney Merciless is he is doing a, I think a good job of understanding that to your point, I don't have any ties to none of you guys. Right. And he's working back the deals of Bill O'Brien and Jack East to be before his arrival, uh, which to get back to Whitney Merciless includes Whitney Merciless, but 10 million, 10 plus million dollars in dead money would just yeah. simply hurt. Yeah, you're right about the dead. I, I I don't know why I wasn't thinking about the dead money, but at the very least, you know, we're looking at and and Whitney, I'm sure, has no motivation to restructure despite his performance. Like, there's no reason for him to do because because of that, because of the dead money. Like, you you raise a good point. I should have thought of that. But but you look at David Johnson restructuring, and Whitney is you know the the defensive equivalent to David Johnson, and you're like, man, I I wish we could get that on a cheaper deal too. But you're right. There, there's, there is no motivation probably on either side to do what, you know, what the fan emotion is. And that's to either restructure that deal or, 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 or more than likely just cut ties. So, yeah, man. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, yeah, it, it's, it's been good. Like, like, and I, I expected him to be, you know, a, a good personnel dude. Like, like th- these are, are sort of along the lines of, of the expectations. It's just that, <laughs> the main thing that we've been talking about has been Deshaun Watson. That uh, it's important not to overlook some of these uh, some of these smaller pieces that 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 put the team together and put the, the team in a position to you know to, to sort of recover from like you said from undoing all of the damage that was done. Speaking of putting together a team, right now the Houston Texans have close around $17 million in cash space to spend heading into free agency. And as we know, free agency is about, what, a week and a half away. Given the negative press that has been surrounding this team over the past 24 months, and not only that, you take into consideration now you have to add in the Deshaun Watson factor of things. Do you think Nick Casario is going to be at a disadvantage in trying to rebuild this team and plugging in the holes that the Houston Texans need in order to put together at least a respectable team heading into the 2021 season? You know, that was a question that I asked Nick Casario the last time we had him on the Zoom was, you know, how aware is he of the reputation of the team around the league amongst players, coaches, you know, everybody, personnel folks, like how aware is he of that reputation and whether that reputation is impacting how he does his job or how effective he can be at his job. And obviously, like we've mentioned before, he's very new at the job. So, um, so you know, so that's an added element on it as well. And of course, you know, he's he said the right thing, but we, we can kind of see the deal here. Like people are laughing at the Texans around the league. Like they are 
they are a literal laughing stock right now, um, and rightfully so. And another issue with the team, you know, and, and part of what's hurt their reputation, I think, you know, more so on the field is that, you know, how, how they've done contracts, like the fact that they have paid sticker price for everything and that they don't get bargains for the most part. And this, I think, hurts their ability to give, like, who wants to take a bargain to play for the Texans? Who Texans, wants to? I'm not the good job. They haven't paid ticket price. They've paid above ticket price. Right, right, like, right. The Eric Murray contract and Randall Carl contracts were just nasty. Yes. Nasty contracts. Yes, and that's an important distinction. They have paid at, at best sticker price and at worst, and a lot of times it's been at worst. You mentioned Eric Murray. You mentioned, uh, I mean, obviously the Whitney Merciless deal, uh, but but uh, Randall Cobb and free agency. I mean, to, to, to sign Randall Cobb to an inflated deal like that, only to have earlier to have traded DeAndre Hopkins with the excuse of not being able to pay him, but you also brought in, in a trade, Brandon Cooks, like, like it's a complete contradiction, you know? But to the point though, I think that the issue is that they're not getting bargains in free agency of any kind, you know, like you're only a free agent coming to the Texans because they outbid everyone else. Like this is, this is your best option to make money, not to win or because of the culture or none of that, none of that ancillary stuff, but literally for the dollar. And so that worries me in free agency that like the only ones that they're going to be able to get, are going to be able to ones that they at the very least got to pay stick a price to, and in some cases, maybe even overpay. Brandon K. Scott from Sports Radio 16. Brandon, real quick, where can our listeners follow you at on Twitter? It's at Brandon K. Scott and at B underscore block underscore podcast. You can find me there. Uh, of course, subscribe and follow me, man. And yeah, man, and of course, Sports Radio 610. We're doing a lot uh, a lot of different things there, man. On, on you know, I know people are listening to this on Friday. If you're listening to it on Friday, we're doing J.J. Watt football giveaways, uh, autograph football giveaways. So y'all might want to get in on that. We've done a lot of, and I'll just say it here because I'm with y'all and I'm comfortable and we family. We've done a lot of cheesy stuff on the J.J. Watt departure, man. It's, but is a it really cheesy? Of, I mean, it's yeah, J.J. No, 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 Watt. No, 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 no. It's cheesy. <laughs> but, but it's J.J. Watt. It's exactly. both things. I've been it's, locked in on 16 the last three weeks, if I'm not listening to music, I'm listening to 16 Sports yeah, man. Radio. And uh, I actually mentioned well, the Seth Payne show earlier to kick off the show. And it's been a lot of J.J. White promos just running and running and running. Yeah, man. But that's that's how you send out a legend, man. Like, people can feel however they want to feel about that. But J.J. White was incredible here as a football player, as a leader in the community, and just did a lot of really good stuff, man. Like, no matter, no matter what you – I can't imagine – it being like a negative thought, but man, I mean, he's a legend, man. Like he's an absolute legend. First ballot, no brainer, hall of famer. Um, and yeah, man. So yeah, we, we had to do it cheesy or not, you know, we had to do it. So yeah, man. And that's going to conclude another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering the Houston Texans every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. I'm John, some sports guy. Hickman, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Follow us on Twitter. 
at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Until tomorrow, whoops, sorry, till next week on Monday. You guys have a safe weekend. Have fun. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.